BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Kevin Durant, and a couple of things he said today have just really made shockwaves throughout the NBA when you think about his opinions of playing with LeBron James and then what happens with LeBron James reacting to it. He was asked about LeBron getting another star player to come play with him after this season because, as you saw in free agency, the Lakers got LeBron, didn't get anybody else. Why? Because LeBron decided to come here 
the Lakers completely whiffed on everybody else. They want to make it look like, what a great victory we had. No, LeBron just decided to come. That's kind of what it was. He just decided to show up. You biffed free agency immensely. You wouldn't trade for Paul George. He didn't come. All you did was go get the guys that he said go get. That's you fine. You didn't do anything else. He still else. walked through that door. Do you take else. credit for everything you can. I can. Anything in your life. And this is for all of you sitting in traffic right now, I sitting just, at home. If you can claim victory on any little thing, your kid got 100 on a test, my tutelage. The yeah, dinner okay. worked out fine. Okay. You know what? I pressed the last button. I dialed that last nine to make sure the delivery guy brought it to my okay, house. But that's all claim that you, no, victory. That's so for the Lakers did. brass. No, no, no. no the I didn't. Lakers. The Lakers claiming free agency victory is like you getting your kids up during the day, getting them to school on time, getting them breakfast, getting their homework. Everything is all set. You get them. What a great morning! And I say, you know, <laughs> that wasn't Mike Harmon. That was me that did that. What did you do? Oh no, I was at home sleeping. So how what? No, but I did it. I, I'm taking credit you, for that. Were you still in the house? No, I'm at home sleeping, and you get it. Do you do everything? Get your kids ready, and me saying, "Yep, I got Batty uh, Eleanor up." Well, it was today. it was I got osmosis. That was yeah. me. That was me. That's what the Lakers did. No, free claim, claim victory in life where you can find your wins. So now Kevin Durant was asked about, "Hey, you know, is LeBron going to get that other superstar, which in theory would equivocate to championships and 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 big time contention." And Durant says, I don't know about that. He thinks that the media coverage of LeBron will deter a star player from joining forces with him. Quote, so much hype comes from being around LeBron from other people. He has so many fanboys in the media. Ooh, I'm a LeBron fanboy. Even the He didn't say that. I just threw that in. That was pretty good. If he'd done that, that would be pretty funny. Even the beat writers just fawn over him. I'm like, we're playing basketball here, and it's not even about basketball at certain points. So I get why anyone wouldn't want to be in that environment because it's toxic. Now it's toxic. That's not. It's not fair. No, no, it's toxic. No, that's yeah. a good good term to throw out there. Especially you know, that was one of the words of uh, 2018. Wasn't that how the is dictionary it, word of the year? How is it if he has fans in the media? It's a toxic app. He's just making stuff up. He's just completely making stuff up. But he's not done. Uh, I get why anyone wouldn't want to be in that environment because it's toxic, especially when the attention is bull blank attention, fluff. It's not LeBron's fault at all. It's just the fact that you have so many groupies in the media that love to hang on every word. Just get out of the way and let us play basketball. First, how jealous are you? How jealous are you that you're not LeBron James? Oh, why don't I get that hug? Why do? Why isn't the media that nice to me? I don't understand. I don't. Oh, that they just fawn over LeBron. LeBron is at worst the second best player any of us have ever seen. And but no, no, no. But they, the media fawns. On, I'm sorry, he's more interesting. What? I'm sorry, more people want to cover him. I'm sorry that you aren't mentally strong enough to be able to take criticism because LeBron has had arrows shot at him his entire career. For everybody who fawns over him, there's just as many people loading up like Legolas in Lord of the Rings going, I got one, boom, I got one, I got one, I got one. How jealous is Kevin Durant? Oh, the green-eyed monster of jealousy. Oh, LeBron fanboy. That's a good Lord of the Rings. Like that, right that was pretty good. I got Legolas in. No, it comes down to this, right? You, your life was made a lot easier by everything LeBron James did. He went and got to the superstar team. Great. He took the the arrows. He didn't like it, right? He clearly didn't like being the villain and cried a bit to the media about that. And then eventually, everything was fine. They won and everybody was happy. For Kevin Durant, joins a seventy three win team. Got a little bit of criticism, but on the grand scale, not so much. 
because it had already been done. So for him, yeah, he wants the hug that comes with being the and being the most recognized guy and being the leader of a team. You know what? You're not the leader of the team. Steph Curry's the leader of the team. No matter how good you are and you're Finals it's never going to be your team. No, that's it. It's in, never going to be State, your team. It's not going to be your team, and never. you're not as as nice and cuddly as Steph Curry and his family. No, <laughs> Steph Curry is very cuddly. He's a cuddly I mean, guy. I, I feel like I could pick him up and carry him and go, oh, look at the little but Steph I mean, Curry. But how much, look at the outpouring of emotion with the car accident. He was fine. But for, well, what, I'm, I'm okay no, with outpouring of no, emotion no, 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 when someone's but in I'm a car saying, accident. But I'm I mean, saying I'm 18, all right with that. No, but the point being that just, it was... Normally, you get something to the effect of, wow, what a, what a horrible thing, and it moves on. But the outpouring of love of, wow, you know, this is our guy, it's Steph Curry, and, and one of our treasures was more <laughs> how it was across social media, and, and certainly a, an outpouring of love. You hope that's the case. There's no question about it. But there's just, for Kevin Durant, it's never going to be his squad. And coming here, and I think the, some of the point here is, you come and it's LeBron. Until measurably he's in decline for a superstar, you come here. I, th- I think the point is you're going to get all the glory LeBron is if they win, and you're just another guy, a role player that he picked to be part of his entourage. Or if it blows up, it's because you weren't good enough in a clutch moment. Mm-hmm. And that they, I think there's some of the psychology to that of wanting to be that second superstar. You may not want it because the attention on you is going to be negative, and nobody's going to write fluff pieces on you because they're worried about LeBron, as it should be. I don't know how he doesn't understand. He is the second best player in the league, and when you're that popular, you're going to be divisive. Everybody wants to be Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan is his heyday, everybody loved him. Nobody said bad words about him. When he did things that were not good off the court, people broad-brushed him. That's not now. That's 1996. This is 2018. The world is different. Things are different. You're jealous, and you are obsessed with the media. He's the NBA's version of Donald Trump. Every, the media, the media, the media, the evil media, the fake news media, 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 the media, the media, the media. Meanwhile, both Kevin Durant and, and President Trump are the same way. They say they don't like the media, but they love the media because they need the media to give them the attention that they get. So here's Kevin Durant saying, wish he'd leave us alone to play basketball. That's the last thing he wants. He doesn't want to be left alone to play basketball. He still wants that hug, that love that I don't know why I don't get it. Yeah, but he's the why? guy that turns into he's the crowd and yells at the, with the media. Right, but it's not even the media; it's fans too. He's they turned never, yesterday in the game and said, "Just shut up and, he's lo- and watch never it." Never learned how to just be comfortable in his own skin. He's he's always had a very awkward personality. He fights with his teammates. He fights with fans. He fights windmills. That's what he is. He finds he finds these ridiculous wars to fight with the media when the media has been very nice to him over the course of his whole career. There's players who are going to go, I love how KD gets all bent out of shape with the media. The media is so incredibly nice to him, but every single person on Twitter is like the biggest voice in the world, and he can't let go, which is why he has burner accounts to defend himself against, you know, Joe Josh Hogg, 106-17845, who just has an egg going, man, KD ain't nearly as good as Steph Curry. No, I got to go back and I got to respond to that. He is so obsessed, and he's just like the president who needs the media coverage but says he doesn't like the media. This is where Kevin Durant needs an intervention, where he needs his friends to come in and say, dude, just stop. Be happy. 
Be happy. You're the one of the biggest superstars in the game. You've won back-to-back finals MVPs. You're in the middle of your prime. Just stop with this fake war you're fighting with the media all the time. Because I know it's become so cliche to just blame the media now. Anytime something, oh, it's the media, it's the media, the media. Yes, because the media is this big horde that is out to ruin people's careers. You said horde, right? The, I said horde, duh, with duh. a D. With the duh. Duh. <laughs> duh. 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 No, but the other Horde. thing. Duh. But the other thing Durant was going on about is how Kevin Love, Chris Bosh had to change their styles. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it works. Yeah, you come in, you play. Oh, nobody a... else had to change to to accommodate Kevin Durant. Exactly. Nobody else. Had nobody to lost minutes. Nobody, nobody had to change where they were positioned. Nobody changed Steph Curry yeah. didn't have to lose shots or anything. None, none of that happened for Kevin Durant right. to join the Warriors. Saying, oh, none of that. All these young guys that are developing, they have to change their style to work in in LeBron James' system. Like. That's generally how it works to fit a superstar into something. Yeah, that you're not you're not telling us anything new to make that a big talking point and raise your hand saying, "Look at these guys that sacrifice." Those guys are second-tier guys. I like Chris Bosh. I loved his game. I was sorry we lost lost him from the game a couple years early. Kevin Love, I'm sorry that he's been hurt a few times here these last couple years. Fact of the matter is, they're second-level stars. They're not transcendent figures. <laughs> I've said it many times. I'd love Kevin Durant to be a Nick, but man, he is not going to be able to last five minutes with the media in New York. Stay in Golden State where everybody lobs softball questions at you and they love you. You are not ready to go be a guy someplace in a big time media market because they will just chew you up by asking you how you're doing. Because that's what's going to happen to Kevin Durant. Stay where you are. Don't go big. Stay in. Stay where you are and rail, rail against the media not treating you fairly. Because going someplace bigger to be the guy, that is not up your alley. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Today at practice, LeBron James gave a curious answer to some, quote, criticism he's been getting the past week or so from Magic Johnson and from Kobe Bryant. Magic Johnson, who was asked about the team so far and LeBron James's usage, said a few days ago that, you know, we don't want this to be just like Cleveland where everything runs through LeBron. We brought in some great ball handlers to kind of take the pressure off LeBron a little bit. And Kobe Bryant kind of echoed the same thing, saying, hey, it took some time for everybody to get used to each other. Now here, do you want everything to go through LeBron? And, you know, this is now the second Laker luminary who has said that about LeBron. Hey, we're going to, you know, shut down a little bit of, of what he has to be responsible for. First Magic and then Kobe Bryant. When that topic was brought up with LeBron today about, hey, not having so much responsibility, the ball, you know, going through him all the time. Here's LeBron James's response. I don't know what asking me to do too much is, to be honest. I just play my game. Um, I understand the logic behind it. I understand, um, you know, what Magic and, and Kobe are saying because we want to continue to grow the young guys. Magic and Kobe know who I am. I know who I am. They know what they're going to get out of me. When it's really, really, really money time, you know who is going to be there. So people are trying to blow it out of proportion. Like, okay, why do you have LeBron if you don't want to use him? Unless the guys are just, they don't understand the logic behind it. But it doesn't matter. Like you guys asked me the other day, like, uh, do you feel better after playing 30 minutes compared to if you play 40 minutes? It's like, no. I, I work myself all year round to get in tip-top shape all year round. I don't stop. I played a game seven in the finals, and I damn near played every minute of it. Last year, I played every single game. You kind of slice it how you want it, but I understand what Magic and Kobe are saying, and we have to continue to develop these guys because 
if we don't, then long-term, what does that do for our franchise? All right, so there's LeBron again giving you his resume. Remember, I played all 82 games last year. I almost played every minute of Game 7 of the Finals. All right, I, yes, I know, LeBron. You have to give us your resume. You're all mad drag, walling up and down that court. Did you see me 82 games, 30 or 40? I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> this is where I agree with LeBron, where he says, I don't understand what they're leaning on too heavily on me means. Yes, I get you want to stop the wear and tear on LeBron James, but you got LeBron James because this is who he is. Because when you run the offense through him, uh, he gets to every single NBA Finals. That's what LeBron James is. If you're worried about wear and tear, then play him two less extra minutes a night. Right. Instead of playing 38 minutes a night, you play him 36 and you and you, you, you fight every instinct and keep him on the bench for one more minute in the second quarter and, and 30 more seconds in the third quarter and 30 seconds in the fourth quarter. However, you want to shake it out. You, you try to do that because you can do that over the course of an NBA game. But to say I don't want the ball to run through him, what, what, what that's ridiculous. That's like you, you've got the best player in the NBA and you're saying, well, we don't know that you want him to actually do the stuff that makes him and sets him apart from everybody else. Why would you stop that? I mean, I get that. You know, this sounds to me like it's Magic Johnson trying to justify that, hey, I still have an input on the Lakers. And it's not LeBron James running everything because that's really what the impression has been. LeBron James signed. He said, I want these free agents. He's blowing off Luke Walton and not running plays that are called. So now here's Magic Johnson before he's the next guy to find out that LeBron is, is ignoring, is throwing out there, hey, well, we don't want this because this was Cleveland all over again. Why wouldn't you want Cleveland? They went to the finals every year with them. Why would you not want that? That's just dumb. Kobe, I get, because what Kobe is doing is Kobe is kind of testing his L.A. toughness a little bit because that's the one thing. When LeBron came here, Kobe, remember, Kobe went on when I was filling in for Dan Patrick, came on with Doug Gottlieb and I and talked about, yes, we're going to be back. We're going to win. The Lakers are back. He put on the purple and gold armor, all this stuff, and he talked about what it meant to have LeBron here. But, you know, privately, Kobe's like, all right, now let's see him. Let's see how tough he is. I won my titles. I won five. Shaq got his. Magic got his. Kareem got his. Worthy got his. Now let's see. Are you tough enough? You know, you, you think it's L.A. and it's not, but you got to be L.A. tough. Let's see where it is for you. Let's see. How, so this is Kobe testing LeBron. I don't see it the same way as echoing Magic Johnson. Magic's trying to justify he still has an impact on the Lakers. But I see this and I go, this is like something that shouldn't even exist. You're, you're not going gonna to get LeBron James and not. It's like buying a new car and keeping it in the garage. No, oh, it's too nice. I can't drive it. I, I don't want to do it. That's my Sunday car only. Yeah, my mom's old run of save it for good. And then you'd have jackets and clothes that had been bought that hadn't been touched in oh, five yeah, years. Oh, yeah, that happens to me What the hell the was good? Yeah. But anyway, the <laughs> idea with both these guys, like you're poking the bear and you're trying to see what, what he's going to do to elevate. And, Le- and LeBron gets chest. He gives the resume, goes through saying, you know what it's I'm all about and, and just stay out of my way. So pushing back, I, I like it. I like him getting testy at this point. Uh, what are we, a quarter of the way through the season? Mm-hmm. And already there, there's a little bit of that contentiousness, a little bit of that fight going. Because, you know, the rabbit ears are up. He sees every bit of criticism, everything that goes through to say, you know, when it's the money's on the line, I'm the guy there. And and then I like that just at the end of that clip that we played. Yeah, we also have to develop the young guys mm-hmm. right for the future. Like, no, no, that, you, you totally blew past that point. Yeah, yeah. It was all about you. And you're talking about how well conditioned you are. And I need to play. You brought him in to win. If you don't want him to play 45 minutes a night or whatever that our average is going to be in, in contested games, put him in loose sight and move on. Okay, you get the game off and you're not arguing, stay home, play Sega, whatever you're doing. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Denver Broncos will be without the services of Emmanuel Sanders for the rest of the season. Sanders tearing his Achilles at practice earlier today. His teammate said it didn't look good when it happened. He limped off the field. He is now done for the season. And Sanders... He was having a good run. Was ha- the last few games has been fantastic. The Broncos don't throw the football a lot, but they throw it to Emmanuel Sanders and a little bit to Cortland Sutton. And now they will have to navigate the rest of the regular season without him. So what does this mean for the wild card spots in the AFC? And we'll even talk NFC. Why don't we do that? Let's take Let's a look. Let's go. Let, I'll tell you right now. I'll give you my picks. Big, bold as statements. To who the wild cards are going to end up being in the AFC and the NFC. Because clearly you think this is going to just absolutely kill the Broncos in the AFC. Let me guess. The Jets are getting in. The Jets, they win the rest of their games. Everybody else loses. Just good enough to become a middle-of-the-pack first-round pick in yes. 2019. And the Jets get in at 7-9. and nine. Not going seven and nine. They hired Jeff Fisher seven and nine. to come in to coach the team. Did you see that T-shirt that everybody's selling with the uh, all of Jeff Fisher's head made out of seven and nine? <laughs> it's great. I'm not. I'll going see if I can find it. Do you that. think at the Brilliant. end of every year when a team finishes seven and nine, he calls them and says, "Hey, I could do that." Congratulations. I yeah, I could do that for you. you know, What's your address? Want. I'll send you a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the Jeff Fisher Memorial. I'm living in a van (laughs) down by the river. But let's take a look at the playoffs right now. AFC, who are the wild cards going to be? Now, this is going to be different because things have changed. Either the Chargers or the Chiefs is going to be the wild card. That's one of them. It used to be Chargers are the wild card. And now it's, wait a minute, they're a game back. They still have a game to play. No Kareem Hunt for the Chiefs. Sudden, the Chargers playing so well, winning like they did. On, I mean, it. we said it last night. The Chargers win this week was the biggest win in the NFL by far because they went from being a team that we told you was going to take advantage of a bad schedule, but how good are they really? Hostile environment, night game, cold weather. They fall behind. They should have been done. They come back and win the game. That was a huge moment for the Chargers. So the Chargers or the Chiefs will wind up being a wild card. The other one wins the AFC West. I still like the Broncos to be the other wild card. I realize they had their work cut out for them, but... Your mic's on. The rest of that... Wow, you don't <laughs> like that, huh? You don't like... All the nice really, things I just said about Sanders the Chargers. Just went, uh, they don't throw the football a ton. They it's all on the they legs of throw the football undrafted rookie Philip Lindsay. They, they, they become a last hero. After the Jets game, the Broncos really found their rhythm. What do they need to do? We're going to run the football. We're not going to throw it all over the place. Like We're not going to think like Case Keenum's going to be Case Keenum of last year. We're going to throw when we have to. We're going to run the football, and we're going to and we're going to button up our defense. And that's exactly what happened. Philip Lindsay is phenomenal, despite the fact he's so small. He finds a way to always get an extra yard or a half yard on every carry, and he avoids the big hits. He finds a way to slither away from the big hits every time he carries the football. He's so much fun to watch. It's like oop. Someone's going to hit him, and he slides under a guy. Here's another half yard, and he stays away from the big hits. Why? He's able to run for 157 yards. This is a big formula for the Broncos. They run Phillip Lindsay, and they play really good defense. And more importantly, the end of their schedule Look looks schedule. like this. Yeah. At San Francisco, Cleveland at home, at Oakland, and then the Chargers. Albeit the Chargers is going to be a very big deal, but they should win their next three games. Baltimore who's at 7-5 and five right now, they still have to finish at Kansas City and at the L.A. Chargers as well. 
So both, and they also have the tiebreaker with Denver because they beat him earlier this season. But this is a time when the Broncos are going to keep winning and the Ravens are going to fight. They're going to hit the wall at some point. There's three games of tape now on Lamar Jackson. And they have tough schedule down. If they win two games, they're lucky. If they could win one game and miss the playoffs, and I think that's what's going to happen. This is actually Denver one of goes the mo- three and one. They go one and three. Denver makes the playoffs. For this week 14, it's one of the most intriguing matchups on paper, right? The Chiefs at home, but that Baltimore defense coming in, are they good enough to slow down Mahomes and company? And you're looking at the Spencer Ware, Sharkandrick West duo in the backfield. Yeah, you want to shoot out against Oakland, right? You get up to 33-30, your final. Here, can Baltimore just take the air out of the ball? Can they just grind it out uh, and keep Mahomes on the sideline and then take care of business defensively? Because you look at the rest of their schedule, Tampa Bay, the Chargers, Cleveland. In theory, you got two other wins on there, right? Mm-hmm. So go two and two uh, out here for Christmas weekend. You want to have a nice Saturday night affair <laughs> on the NFL <laughs> Network between uh, the Chargers and the Ravens. I know a lot of folks from Baltimore are heading Chargers. out this way. A lot of free drinks for me that weekend. Oh, good. Oh, that's, yeah. I'm happy about that for you, good buddy. Good for me. I'm happy. Yeah. So I still like the Broncos. And even if you get to the point where the Broncos get into a three-way tie, then, then Baltimore loses that advantage of the tiebreaker because they beat Denver early this season. But Denver has hit a formula. And yes, will they miss Emmanuel Sanders? Sure. But they that is not as big a part of their offense as you think it is. And they've hit this form. They have an easy schedule the rest of the way. They're playing teams who have quit. And it, you know, if they go three and one, they'll get in. And that's what they'll do. So your your wild card teams, you'll have two wild cards from the AFC West. Yeah, they got hit hard by injuries this past week, right? Because you lost Hireman who was yeah. surging their tight end, was starting to become a bigger factor. They've lost their the top three guys game. throwing the football, and, and, right, and still they keep winning. Get rid of Demarius Thomas, and then now you lose Sanders. Cortland Sutton's uh, been a nice, had a nice run for them, but you look at where they're at in terms of their overall, overall receiving core. You, you've lost two of your top three targets. Get a little bit deeper. Hireman gone. Devontae Booker is your next leading receiver out of the backfield at 26 catches. That's how much of a drop-off there is. All right, so now let's get to the NFC. All right, NFC, who are going to the wild cards be in the – well, you know what, but just real quick about the AFC because there's a couple other teams that I think that people are going to want to understand about. Look, you're gonna, you have a bunch of teams at 6-6. Six and six, You love your Colts. Come on. The Colts, their schedule – look, the Colts' schedule finishes too tough because the Colts still have to play at the Texans this week. They still have to play the Cowboys, who are playing pretty well. They finish at the Titans, another 6-16 six and 16 that always gives them trouble. I know the Colts are the kind of sexy pick, but really? Can you be a sexy pick after you lose 6 nothing? Well, then I mean, you really? still have Come the on. Giants. You don't know what you're getting from the Giants. No, you have no idea. You have no idea. They, right? You saw what they did this week. No. Just right, hey, the Bears defense. The Bears. No, no. No. Not so fast. They have not, that's the one thing. Not the Bears. Giants have not quit, and they're going to play hard all the way through the rest of the season. They're Led not by Odell Beckham quit. Jr. Yeah, don't question his effort even when he doesn't try. That's right. Do not question. He still his goes effort. one and zero every week. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins six and seven. I'm not buying the Dolphins. I'm being a team that gets to. Nine. I'm talking about getting to nine. Yeah, you know you got to get to nine in the AFC to win. You got to get to nine. And yeah, but if, look at their skin. And not many teams are going to be able to do it. Look, the Dolphins this week. The Dolphins this week they play against the Patriots. That's a loss, and they got to play at Minnesota. They also have to play the Jaguars, and they play at the Bills. That's not a schedule that's good. They're going to go three and one and get to nine. You have to get to nine. I mean, usually it's ten, but because the NFC is the because the NFL is so mediocre this year and there's bad teams everywhere, you have to get to nine. That's the mantra: is get to nine. I see a path for the Broncos to get to nine. I don't see a path 
for the Ravens to get to nine. They got to win more than one game. And I don't see that happening there. And all the other teams, I, I'm not I'm not buying. I'm not buying Miami. I'm not buying Indy. I'm not buying Tennessee about being teams that definitely get to nine. Get to eight, sure. I see these teams are so mediocre, they'll go two and two. So it's about getting to nine. I see it for Denver. I don't see it for anybody else. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Bleacher Report senior writer and NBA insider, Rick Buecher. I, I mean, Rick, I mean, Kevin Durant wasn't saying you were one of the fanboy media guys, was he? Uh, you know, I don't know, but I've never <laughs> been. I've been accused of many things. Being a fanboy of LeBron is not one of them. So I'm going to assume that that was not the case. Wait, I'm going to Twitter. I'm doing Buker fanboy. And the first thing that comes up is some kind of anime. So I think you're okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, and you know what? You should always source your information through Twitter because that is the absolute <laughs> oracle and the truth. What are you doing? That is what's wrong with our society right now. We think that Twitter is where we go for like legitimate information. Look, we go there strictly for entertainment. <laughs> Nothing more than that. Look at that, Smith. You're what's wrong with society I, I in am. America. I just tweet. I just searched Buker and fanboy. I mean, listen, we don't you have searched it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is a pretty good anime piece, though, Rick. I got to tell you. Rick, we don't have time to fact check, okay? Whatever we say, we just say no. (laughs) So this whole thing with with Kevin Durant, did this strike you as jealousy? Did this strike you as him just continuing to be upset with the media? What was it? It's a combination of things. I think the first part of it is simply that Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City held his tongue on a lot of things. and. Since he's come to Golden State, he's decided, I'm not doing that anymore, and he's kind of enjoyed it. And so his uh, desire to make it clear that he doesn't really care what anybody thinks about him or what he says is, is, is first and foremost. He's going to say whatever it is that, uh, that he's feeling and doesn't care how it lands. And so I don't think it's I, – I, Honestly, I, I don't want to go Dr. Phil here, but I've obviously had conversations about this story and about KD in particular and the things that he said. You know, the one thing I keep in mind with KD in the big picture, in everything that he says, is that he's 28, 29 years old. He's still single. As far as I know, he's not in a dedicated relationship. And he's still in the mode of a single guy who just loves to play hoops. And when you put anything that's a little more dynamic or complicated between complex, if you will, between him and that, uh, particularly when it comes to basketball, he looks at it and says, wait a minute, what are, what are we doing here? And I, and, and the other part of it that I, I kind of appreciate is I am tired of everyone thinking that we have to have LeBron's opinion on everything and anything that happens on the planet. I, I, I appreciate and respect what LeBron has done as a player, but there's a lot, and I respect what he's done in, in terms of certain social uh, issues and standing up and speaking his mind. I have no problem with him speaking his mind on anything for that matter. I just don't know that for us, as we're covering the NBA, that we need to be asking him about every single thing that happens on the planet. Did you give Kevin Durant the hug he was seeking? At least that's how it reads from the answers that we've gotten here and, and from his 
you know, burner accounts and everything else is that, you know, when you use terms like fanboys and go into that line, that you're not get he's not feeling like he gets the same love and respect. Yeah, no, I don't I, honestly, I don't think it's a matter of him being disappointed that he doesn't have fanboys. Uh I, I don't at least I didn't get that. That that may be the case, but I didn't get the sense that it was it was that. I do think that there is I honestly, I think he looks at it and says, "Okay, LeBron's being celebrated for all these things that are beyond basketball by people who cover basketball. Why aren't we just talking about basketball?" And maybe through that prism he's thinking, "Hey, uh and I and I will say this. I do think that Kevin feels as he feels slighted that he's come to Golden State. He's been a Finals MVP. He's one rings and everybody is still saying, yeah, but you joined a team that was already a champion. So what did you really do? I do think he resents that narrative, but the rest of it, I would say that he just won. I think there's a part of him that says, do we really need to be celebrating LeBron for all these uh, extraneous things above and beyond basketball? Can we just, can we stick to basketball? And However you see that, I'm, I'm not taking up for him in that view. I'm just saying I think that's the way he looks at it. But, but, you know, there's that perspective of, boy, when people really start saying stuff about you, you know you've made it. You know, LeBron gets just as many <laughs> arrows shot at him as he does people saying, you know, uh, celebrating him for what he does in and outside of basketball. And the same thing is yeah. true for Kevin Durant. you got to realize, well, that's part of the thing. The bigger the star you are, the more people are going to love you and people aren't going to love you. I mean, that's he's the second best player in the NBA. He just says he's got back-to-back finals MVPs, and still he's got to realize this is kind of what comes with the territory. Yeah, I would say, uh, I, I think the distinction here is is that most of the people that are taking shots or the most prominent people that are taking shots at LeBron are people outside of basketball. I think there are a few, there are a select few who try to put in context what LeBron has done when people want to say he's the greatest player who ever played and, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, and I, I, you know, I find that as foolish as, uh, as, as anybody who covers the league. But the people that are, are, that are criticizing him for the most part are not NBA people. NBA people, NBA reporters um, are, I think everybody to a certain degree is in the bag for LeBron. And, this, and, and for a very simple reason. I mean, LeBron, and I, again, I, I want to thank LeBron because just for being LeBron, because the, the number of people that were interested in the story uh, above and beyond that, I got all these guys, you know, to speak on the record, frankly, about about him. But I dare say that anytime anybody does any story on LeBron, it does huge traffic. It's just who he is. And so a lot of the, you know, aside from what KD had to say about just the idea that, you know, LeBron, you become complimentary to LeBron. And it's not necessarily driven by him. It's just the power of his. Uh, his stardom that, you know, nobody begrudges him that, but it is definitely uh, an element that you have to deal with. And I'm sure to some level, KD looks at that and says, you know what, I think I've done enough as a basketball player that I deserve at least some of that. And I say he's probably, he's at the opposite end of the spectrum. He doesn't get as much credit as he deserves for all that he's accomplished in the game.
Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon coming to you from the Geico Studios. On the hotline with us, Bleacher Report senior writer Rick Buecher. You can find him on Twitter at Rick Buecher. Also, check out his podcast uh, daily, Buecher and Friends. You can find that on iTunes. Just check out the links on his Twitter account as well. See, we, we referred him back to Twitter. Uh, along the way, Rick. Always, <laughs> always, always. There, there's home base. Center of the universe. Exactly. Yeah. Well, at least in our sports media, so we can all pat each other on the back. Just throw search arrows. Rick Buecher fanboy, <laughs> and and it comes up. You find maybe it. maybe he'll take that anime, and that'll be his new uh, avatar uh, as we go forward. But Kevin Durant also, uh, and Kyle Lowry among others. When we start talking about what the face of the Lakers and who that second guy, right? You're looking for Robin yeah. to the Batman. That there, there is something to be said for a superstar being willing to play the second fiddle. Uh, and until yeah. I, I think, unless you can give them measurables to say, "Hey, look, LeBron's not a cyborg and he's actually aging," uh, I don't know mm-hmm. that any guy signs up for that unless you're a complimentary player. I think there's I think there's some of that, but I think the I think the bigger thing is I mean, there's two things here. Number one. If you go there, and I've had this conversation with a number of guys off the record, or even some of the guys that I spoke to on, you know, for this story, that in conversation is, you know, the general thing is, if you if if you're with LeBron and you win, it's because of LeBron, and if you lose, it's because of you, and even if you're the second star on the team, and so. Do you want to sign up for that? And do you want to sign up for that now at a point where you're in the Western Conference where it doesn't even guarantee you a trip to the finals and thereby getting to the finals and, you know, anything can happen, as we found out in 2016. Now you're looking at it as I got to sacrifice, you know, I got to sacrifice like Kevin Love did. I got to sacrifice like Chris Bosh did. And I'm not even necessarily guaranteed that I'm going to get anywhere close to a ring. And if I do, and we do win, that's only going to add to the, you know, the, 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 the legacy of LeBron James. I'm going to be looked at as a guy who helped LeBron win yet another ring. So for all of that, that's where, and, and I, you know, one more thing is the fact that just you happen to look at all of the free agents, the high-profile free agents, whether it was last season or this season, Paul George, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. They're all, they're all playmaking point forwards. They're all p- ball handling forwards at, at either position, and, which is exactly what LeBron is. So it's not like you got a center or a point guard. or th- Those aren't the guys that are on the market. They're all guys who essentially are, in, in, in many respects, kind of the same thing that LeBron, that LeBron is. And I think that was one of the points that KD was making in particular about the guys that could be on the market this summer. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher, Bleacher Report, senior writer and insider. Don't forget, get his column. It's awesome right there. You can click on it right there on Twitter. And got the Buecher and Friends Daily Podcast. Uh, Are you talking fanboys tomorrow's podcast? What What do you have tomorrow? Oh, you bet we are. Ryan Hollins will be on me. Oh, yeah. We may even talk about... Jason Smith fanboys. If we can find one, we're gonna we'll 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 break that down. Oh, we got like a couple that. of them, and there's a lot of haters too. So that'll be fun. Oh, you, <laughs> hey, you, you you want you? Can I tell you something great to bring up with Ryan Hollins? You want something? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Ask him how much this wardrobe is. What he's wearing. 
Because he's a guy, he and I are just like each other. Like we're saying, okay, how much did you pay for what you're wearing? And whoever yeah. paid the least amount of money for it wins. He goes, oh, I love cheaping out. This sweatshirt I got for free. These pants I got when I played for the Clippers. <laughs> these sneakers I got for free. Yeah, what I'm wearing right now cost me like $3. Like every day he dresses as cheap as he can with all stuff that he's gotten for free. And that's when he's out in public. You can just imagine what he's wearing when we do a podcast. That's a good oh, question. Whoa. See, that's what you need a video right element, there. Rick. That's a video element. That's a tease right there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.